0: Welcome to and Will It End. We're starting a new series of movies. Because what we do, dear listener, we listen to a whole series of movies. That's correct. We start at the top, go to the bottom. Is it top to bottom? Is it top to even topper? We don't know at the beginning. At the beginning, it's a fucking blank slate. We don't know. We have no idea what's going to come next. Wow. I'm Josh. I'm Charles. And what we do is we watch a whole series of movies. We tell you how each successive uh, installment in a given franchise expands or contracts this beautiful cinematic world because the world we live in is a hellscape.
1: We were just talking about it.
0: And the more we can retreat into fantasy worlds, even fantasies as simple as two stoned friends attempting to eat fast food, hamburger, sandwiches together, it's better than the nightmare that we live in today.
1: Of course it is. Yeah. That sounds like the ideal.
0: Right. So obviously, you know, common a, a big part of this undertaking, if I would be as bold as to call it that, is that for a long time critical consensus was that sequels are disposable. They're trashy poo-poo, no one like. Yeah,
1: fair? What do you think? <laughs>
0: trashy poo-poo, no one poo-poo,
1: like? no one like. You're right. So, trashy poo-poo, no, no one, one like. like.
0: So what yeah, we're trying yeah, to do yeah, is yeah, we're trying yeah. to say maybe some sequels ain't so bad. And if you've been listening to our wonderful podcast series, you have found unbelievable evidence to show that some sequels transcend originals Expand worlds in fascinating ways and give us a reason to go to movie theater, get a big old barrel of popcorn or big old root beer.
1: Why not both?
0: Want to put some ice cream in the root beer? Fuck
1: it. I won't, but. Got some Coconut ice. ice cream? Yeah. Or oat yeah, milk. milk?
0: Whatever. Vegan Anything. ice cream. Yeah. There are options now.
1: Yeah. I, I don't really like it when they call it vegan ice cream.
0: Non-dairy is better? Non-dairy ice cream?
1: Uh, Yeah. I think vegan ice cream makes people who aren't vegan afraid to eat it. Yeah. But if you just called it oat milk ice cream, I'd eat. I that. think
0: oats are real turnoff for a lot of people, Charles.
1: Really? I think nice oat, I think old Farmer
0: Brown in his fucking overalls going, Oh Gee, you wanna buy my oats?
1: Wait, what do you think about when you think Oh, about I'm down to
0: the consumption. What do you think about milk? My daughter done left me for a boy who live in New York City.
1: <laughs> your daughter left mm, New York City. I live here in Tuscaloosa. Wait, you heard her daughter? I'm an oat
0: farmer from Tuscaloosa. And my daughter's absconded to the city with a boy,
1: a fella. All right. I'm Farmer Brown. Buy my oats. Can you, so when I say the word milk, what do you think about? Mm, Sweet, sweet cow tits. So the same guy. Yes. (laughs) Same farmer. It's me, Farmer Brown.
0: Brown. Got my overalls on, loving my oats.
1: And cows. So one of them. Yum, yum, creamy milk. Straight Um, from
0: that sweet, sweet teat.
1: Yes, a cow the, teat. It's cow teat.
0: I have plenty of milk cows on my farm. I'm Farmer Brown from Tuscaloosa. And where'd your daughter go? Off to New York City. Wait, is this the same?
1: So, when in the milk, Farmer Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Does her? Da- is this his daughter? Also go to New York? Oh, City? same
0: guy, same daughter, same New York City. New York City is almost like a character in this here parable.
1: Wow. So, wait, 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 same New York City. Now, not like different. Oh yes, I reckon it sure is.
0: Farmer so Brown.
1: One thing we've noticed in this series is how, like, certain franchises can exist all in one one big universe, but perhaps some of the movies feel more like they belong in alter mini verses within the big verse.
0: Well, if you trudged through, where, where the... Farmer Brown go? He's gone. Now. I, was gonna, I was asking Farmer Brown? He Fuck, it's 2019. Oh he's fucked. <laughs> he sold the farm. <laughs> Fuck. It's now going to be a data. It's, it's 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 a server bank location is he, is he, now for yeah. Amazon. Is he uh, or uh,
1: sleeping on his daughter's couch while he's trying to figure out his life?
0: No, he leapt into a river. He filled his pockets with oats and leapt in a
1: river. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. That, those he tied himself okay. to a
0: cow and hurled him and the cow into a river.
1: And mm. that's the
0: last we ever heard of Farmer Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Neil Young song. rather than putting it like that. Yeah, And that's the last we ever heard of Farmer Brown. <laughs>
1: that was, that, I think we're, we're going to have to check the, the, the archives, but... I think that's the best impression we've done so far. Meet my, my Neil Young. Your Neil Young is pretty I think it's pretty incredible. good.
0: Down by Farmer Brown.
1: That's yeah, that was really good.
0: I drank some moat milk. Moat milk. Moat milk. <laughs> moat milk. Malt it's milk derived from a moat, it's cruelty yeah. free.
1: Huh.
0: I abused drugs for decades.
1: He sounds like it, and so do you.
0: Thank you. So today in the show, we're starting a brand new series. A oh, series that, I, love that. I, I think this is a little bit of this is interesting. We didn't really talk about this. We just spent six we episodes about anything <laughs> trapped in New York Yet. City, and we talked about. Like, so what I was saying a moment ago is that like some series end up being tethered to things. Like the turtles series was tethered to New York City, often to its own. Failure. It was tethered
1: to a lot of things. It was tethered yeah. to this concept of the four turtles. It was tethered so heavily to the source material because that's something we never really talked about while talking about the franchise was that it's an adaptation. Yeah. So not only is it trying to build a world, it's trying to follow a world at the same time. And as we found
0: in the sixth and final film, Crude attempts to insert things from that original text into the cinematic universe pretty unsuccessfully. So now we've really broken free. We've left New York City and we're just adjacent to it in beautiful New Jersey, which I think is great.
1: I think so too. Uh, this is not an adaptation, as far as I know. No,
0: it's an original piece. We're, of course, talking about Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, the 2004 stoner comedy classic that kicked off a three-movie run that ran from 2004 like, 20- to 2011 or something like that. I mean, it, it got surprisingly a lot of gas out of this, which I think is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and I never saw it. So this is, this is all, all going to be new for me. This is my first time seeing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Because uh, when I was 19, when did this movie come out? 2004. Do you know the month?
0: Uh, let, me, let me look it up You vamped for a minute
1: Yeah was I 18 or 19 Because that's a big difference Josh It sure is Yeah I mean Actually <laughs> uh, was it I'm trying to think Both uh, my parents No my parents I think they Were still married when I was 18 July 30th
0: 2004 I had uh, I'd, I'd been uh, I turned 14 A couple months before So I was 19 this. Just okay.
1: turned 19 Two weeks before Wow Yeah What a year 19 year old Charles to be alive Yeah I was shaving mm.
0: W was in office yeah. No, actually, yeah. So W he is about to get reelected, right?
1: W was in office, yeah. But
0: he's about to get reelected. This uh-huh. is so. But this is probably at the height of like the what a riverboat carry thing.
1: Was uh, it steamboat carry? Do not remember. John Kerry.
0: They had the boats. as a problem.
1: Do not recall. He was a
0: coward. He turned himself in. Remember they had the steamboat. I think it's steamboat uh, carry.
1: I will say it again. Do not remember. Do not recall.
0: Steamboat carry. We all remember it. We all recall it. <laughs> yeah so uh this is so, yeah. kind of it's weird because we were both in our teen years, and this was definitely the kind of thing I saw in high school and I was like, this is so cool, like I remember so many of the lines of this movie like echoed in my life for years after seeing this,
1: yeah, yeah uh, we we also watched the unrated version tonight did I didn't realize that yeah, did you watch the when you saw how many times have you seen this movie? I mean, this
0: is like a dVD classic, so I'm certain I saw the unrated version okay. at some point
1: because like you say there was a lot of just. Just like random boob flashing,
0: but we see Cal Penn's butt a fair amount. No, no,
1: I'm not saying that. Like that, I'm is, saying it's. I'm proud of this the, movie. That is like the classic 2004 to 2007 unrated DVD More with boobs. the woman yeah. with her tits out and then the word unrated covering those. Said is that tits. the cover of it? I don't know, but was like, like every DVD. Every, every DVD for was like the unrated years. version, yeah. just had a woman with her tits out and the word unrated covering up the tits. So I feel like. All three of those scenes where you get to see boobs were probably not in the theatrical version. When I die, but do you remember? I was gonna then, ask you. Yeah, I did remember. do remember. when
0: I die, I would like you to make an unrated version of like the eulogies about me.
1: An unrated version,
0: like and, it just, and shoot, it just cut in shots of breasts throughout the oh. like
1: tear, like the heartfelt, tear-soaked. Do you want me to find people willing to do that or do you want me to like, just cut know, it go to town.
0: Honestly, just use Harold and Kumar. The I was right, going to say, use should the just same cut footage? those scenes? Yeah.
1: So do you remember like the scene where he goes and they fuck the wife or do you remember the scene at the party? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty memorable stuff. So that, that was in the movie.
0: I don't remember how... I think this is probably a matter of, of milliseconds, honestly. I get the vibe from this. Uh-huh. I don't think... There's not clearly not that much that made this that hard R.
1: Did you see... I mean, we could... Easily look it up. We're not in 2004 where we can't Google anything.
0: I know. Again, and, and honestly, and we didn't talk about this a lot in, in Turtle 6, but people are on their damn devices in Turtle 6, and it drove us up a dang wall.
1: The very first Pizza Boy.
0: On his dang device. Didn't even
1: care that a turtle picked up the pizza.
0: In this movie, there's one device. Which and one? And Cal uses his cell phone uses his clamshell cell phone with a antenna one time. Yeah. And I think that's the one time in the movie he takes a phone call. is <laughs> on his cell phone towards the beginning. Yeah. And it's and great. And they
1: also use... Uh, yeah, that's
0: it. They use a little sign called face-to-face human interaction. Yeah. It used to be when I was young, back in the heydays it. of my youth, the 1990s.
1: Is this Farmer Brown era?
0: Farmer Brown, No,
1: nah, he was He, was he had out.
0: Farm Aid. He's like, ah, Farmer Brown. It's me, Neil. I'm here to save you. We should subsidize farming. Oh, thanks, Neil. It's all the milk and oat milk. That'll never work. One day it will.
1: Not my day. Not in my day But he's doing it anyway That's yeah. a good Farmer Brown
0: Pretty good stuff Thank you Okay We can close the door on that bit yeah, Bye Farmer Goodbye
1: So was that Bye, Neil? Neil. Wait, was that... Bye Which one was which? I can't goodbye hold... goodbye. Bye saying? Bye Wait they're saying goodbye to each Charles,
0: other? Charles hi
1: Hello Hello Who are you? Bye There well, he goes <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay he's gone now
0: Hold on uh, dun, dun, dun. Ka-dun, ka-dun. What was that? They're both gone now
1: Wait you double shut the door? Oh, no, he opened open it, and closed and, it. He opened
0: it. It claimed against the wall, and he closed it very quickly. Ka-doom, ka-doom.
1: You know, what it's like that's so fast. He's quick moving. Who? Which is that farmer or Neil?
0: Uh, I guess I'll you'll spend the rest of your life trying to answer that <laughs> oh, question, my friend. They
1: both don't seem like they will be very fast. This uh, is a, yeah, this sure. Is nice I mean, I imagine surprise.
0: Farmer Brown being thick.
1: Thick. Was that a recent? No, that's not the. recent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm looking into Farmer Brown's thickness. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, back in my day, we had a <laughs> human face-to-face interaction. We had Bill Clinton president. It was great. He was riding the Lita Express. It wasn't a problem then. Now it's a problem now. I don't know why. Republicans probably.
1: The Lolita Express?
0: Oh, yeah, just like the uh, amount of evidence that, that ties Bill Clinton to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm saying so Bill's probably, at this point, had ridden the Alita Express a lot by the end of the 90s. Oh, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's all he was riding, I think. Pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy how, it's like... It's not great. I mean... I don't want to sound like a crazy Trump supporter.
0: This is not good. Wherever this is going, it's not good. I love this. I
1: I knew that was going to be great. Okay. Uh, But like the amount of insane sex shit that I'm sure like Bill Clinton and the Bushes got up to was insane and no one cared. They was like literally, the the country didn't care about the fact that he was molesting women in the White House. They cared that they could impeach him. No one actually gave a shit I will say as
0: a young person, I remember like being indoctrinated by a lot of well-meaning Democrats as like this is like you know, this is the pettiest, most meaningless thing. It's just like, and it's like, no, like, I mean, he did use his power as leader of America to fuck an employee of his who was considerably younger than him. And that is just one in a long list of allegations against Bill Clinton. And the fact that Democrats were so locked ranks. I think it was was Gloria Steinem. Someone wrote a really long article like condemning attacks on Clinton. What I'm trying to say is like a lot of mainstream Democrats have a lot of hand-wringing to do over their endorsement of a man who clearly, his sexual proprieties are seemingly uh, almost uncountable but anyways we're here to talk about Harold and Kumar go to White Castle all
1: right it's
0: all rich I'm, people Trump's a fucking they're all fucking I know
1: people. I'm just saying it's like now we care
0: well the whole thing we learned anything from Ellen and the George W. Bush yep. and their fateful hangout at that Cowboys game
1: <laughs> I learned like, a lot that day
0: it doesn't matter what political party you feign being a part of if no. you're a part of the global elite it just doesn't matter it could, no. there, there are no rules you can get away with anything people don't care It just doesn't matter.
1: And it's cool that now we know that even though we do care, we still can't do anything about it. Oh, it's impossible. It's really cool. So Yeah, great.
0: Ironically, Jeffrey Epstein, the prolific pedophile, may have actually been a key to unlocking this treasure trove of information about that global cabal.
1: And guess what happened?
0: He he committed his own suicide because he
1: was very sad. And who else got in trouble?
0: Mm, A couple guards going to get, get in trouble for not checking on him now.
1: That's it? That's it. Well, 2004 was a fun year.
0: It was a fun year. We were in two. We wars didn't care about that any point. of this shit. Yeah, it was different. You know, we were at war with Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, the two towers were still smoldering in downtown Manhattan. Uh, still. Three w years was, later. Oh, the, those fires. Uh, w was draped in a flag, and and America said, "We this is our guy. We like him."
1: Did we ever... we were all
0: gearing up to bring That's him true. in for a second. He had
1: a high time. approval rating at that point, right? We're I not...
0: have no fucking clue. He's
1: gonna look it up. Do some little research here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was when I was 2004, I was 19 when this came out. And I, I've told the story a few times. Not really a story, but just like my mentality as a teenager was, I'm too good for dumb comedies.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm too good for what most people will go and see in the theater. Theater, yes. I would see things at home. You
0: didn't want to see this rank public fair, this, these popcorn movies, if right. you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now I've learned so much since then. Right. Uh, and we're going to just talk about how successful a movie from 2004, which is an era that I'm sorry, I was sort of, you know, it's always hard to tell when I'm joking, but I was sort of joking before, but now it is like, it's interesting that this movie is very hard to talk about now in some ways because of what you could, like you could do whatever you wanted really. And no one would give a shit.
0: He was below 50. He's in the high forties when this movie was released approval okay. rating wise. Yeah.
1: That's not great. So anyway, I was just saying while you were looking that yeah. up or listening to me that, uh, This movie is going to be interesting to talk about, maybe difficult, because while it's sort of, this was an era where no one cared about shit. You could really say a lot. And even though these, I think these people were trying to make some good points about stuff, I think a lot of other stuff that isn't that great did slip through.
0: Oh, I mean, no question. Look, Harold and Kumar is a fascinating example of having one foot in the future or in a form yeah. of, in a form of wokeness that at the time was not present in any in this universe of comedy uh-huh. and a foot firmly in the early aughts gay panic homophobia tits universe yeah so absolutely on, on, on one hand you have a movie that stars two people of color where every white person is the enemy all people of color in the movie agree that like you need to stay away from white people they're just bad news and like they're and like. It, it, at every single point, it's this movie like it's viciously anti-cop. It it makes fun of like the traditional archetype of the structure of movie, and I love that framing device where we see like the shitty white investment bros foist their work onto the Harold and that can, can get confronted at the end of the middle of their own shitty like romantic comedy stone or whatever. I love that. Yeah. So this movie is very disruptive in that way, where it, it really wades very boldly into this and says fuck that. This is not going to be like those movies, and then at the same time, cannot help but have a lot of humor that is, you know, so endemic to that era that yeah, has aged very poorly.
1: Yeah. But, and then it's also very hard to talk about because on the one hand, it's like, I could see using homophobia as, and like joking about it potentially as a way to talk about these two people's like repressed feelings or to talk about other things. But I just think they used homophobic slurs and jokes to do nothing. It really didn't do very much. There were a couple of moments where it was like when his two roommates like called him bad words, bad homophobic. words yeah. and then they ended up like sucking on a phallic, uh, yeah. pipe. The, the, so it's was like, the, I it say, did, yeah. it did like know what it was doing, but I think it just didn't, really accomplish anything
0: i think it should have its cake and eat it too yeah where there are times where like they, they clearly go out of their way to make make it clear that like the the racist jocks or extreme sports jocks who are homophobic like they paint that as bad behavior and yet also cal pen makes a lot of homophobic remarks and yeah it's all over the place it's all over the place that's the yeah. problem
1: is like if it were consistent i mean the openings that's the thing and I, it's like i rewatched Shaun of the dead recently and there is a little bit of that in that movie too but it almost sort of works better because basically the whole point of the movie is that these people like the two main leads, the male leads are basically, it's a romantic comedy about these two people that sort of refuse to acknowledge that they're in love with each other. Mm-hmm. So it, even then I, I, as a filmmaker would not do that, but it almost makes more sense because it's using homophobia as a way to talk about repressed, like not homosexual feelings, but like male attraction. Right. And this just didn't really talk about anything. There's like yeah. one line where like you guys love each other, but they never acknowledge it. It's not the point of the movie, and it doesn't really work. I would have got rid of all of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly, I don't think anyone would argue that the movie serves a great yeah. purpose in that regard. But
1: I guess that's a. It's like it's interesting to watch a comedy from 2004. Okay, where well, so okay. much more could slide. This
0: movie references another movie, Dude, towards My Car? Which is another classic example. What year did that come out? Uh, just a couple years before, I think. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Another early odds Well, classic. no, because
1: I thought that movie, I thought this predated Dude, Where's My Car? But... No, they
0: directly referenced Dude, Where's My Car? No, the Dude, Where's My Car? came out in uh, 2000. Wow. Four years before. Ashton. They, they do a Dude, Where's My Car? Shout out. And Dude, Where's My Car? Is fascinating because there's like definitely gay panic and transphobia Never in that movie. It. It's an amazing movie. Well, that makes Again, sense. It's, it's a victim of its era where there's there's some very lazy jokes that suck for a mainstream stoner comedy. But I would say, by and large, it actually, I think there's, at the end of the movie, uh, a, a trans couple starts making out in front of them, and and Ashton Kutcher's character goes, like, I mean, it's supposed to be gross, but it's hot, or something like that. But, like, the, he has, like, a weird moment wow. where he, like, reflects on the fact that he's, like, supposed to, like, ridicule this out of discomfort, but indeed is attracted to it. So, wow. weirdly, by the end of the movie, it's not the wokest movie in the universe, but it tries to, like, delve into that thing where he acknowledges, like, I'm supposed to be, like, horrified by this, but it's actually very attractive, which is, like, a weirdly they didn't need to have that in the movie. So it's like a strange moment of like, huh, like it's actually reflecting on the knee-jerk transphobia and homophobia of this yeah. era. Again, I'm not trying to say that this excuses a lot of the other stuff in it, but it's interesting. So again, this movie, again, they, they try to like make it out. Some, for some characters, it's like a bad character trait that they're homophobic, and yet the main characters right. revert to that. Yeah, that's so, why it, I think it didn't work because yeah.
1: they use it to say, oh, look at these bad people. Yeah, But then also the, our main characters are doing the exact same thing. But yeah, so, I, think, I
0: think we've circled this point enough. I, yeah, get this. Yeah. So, yeah. I
1: know. This is making you uncomfortable because you like this movie and you don't want me to ruin your, you know. No, little... I think
0: we've made the same point three times. I, I don't think. I, mean, I know. Yeah. So yeah, I we're think we're with just it. good. Okay, but great. mostly
1: yeah. because you, you're very uncomfortable. I'm not very uncomfortable. You're very uncomfortable. I can You're tell. telling
0: me I'm uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. This is anti-Semitism. What? The way you're acting right now, this is Jew hatred. This is? What you're doing.
1: Oh, God. I didn't know.
0: Look, you need to like watch a little movie about the Holocaust that Which I like one? to call A Beautiful Life.
1: A Beautiful Life. I
0: think that's it. Yeah, it's with uh, it the the Russell Tad- Crowe. I want to make love to
1: everybody. Yeah.
0: Robert Abedini. um, This movie, one of the many great quotes, it's written by two Jewish men who obviously wrote themselves into the movie and the characters of the other stoner. Oh, are those the writers? No, but I mean, obviously. Oh, oh yeah. You fucking Jew Jesus, I did it again. disgusting Fuck. God Did damn. Anyways, no. So, yeah, I don't know. This, this is, a, I would say, a classic of the early alt stoner comedy genre. I, I really do like it. You know, obviously, it, it has the patina of an early aughts comedy. That aside, yeah. there's so much about this that you just don't see in any other movie of its ilk. I think it truly stands alone for so many reasons. We're like, I just can't think of another movie I saw at this point in my life that really, like, prioritized the experience of, like, Asian people in a movie. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, even the movie up, is all over the place is this. It's talking,
1: like, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, why which is say it that way? crazy. Oh, 15 years ago. Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago. Hey, maybe that was Farmer Brown who said that.
0: I left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 trying to get him back here. He's gone again. Uh, we're we're like we're still not talking about it. Really, we are a little bit, but it's not. No one really gives a shit. Still, so yeah. But this is
0: like a big mainstream comedy. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of crazy. It
1: is cool. I feel like that was like late '90s, early aughts. Way more shit was happening. Right. Less money was. In in certain ways, so like a lot of smaller uh, movies could be made and stuff like this. Like the opening credits look like it was made by me in <laughs> Word. right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, like 20 years ago. This, this a had day. a budget of $9 million. Yeah. Which and is that's amazing. Cool. That's right. cool no, this, no one makes these movies anymore. It's Yeah, it's... So let's
0: run through the, the cast here because it is fucking ludicrous, like in retrospect. Neil Patrick Harris playing himself, like long before Wait, he his Big Bang Bill Theory... Billard. No, I'm not IMDb? reading an order, you dingus. I'm just reading highlights from the cast. I just the always think you're reading the great somewhere. Ryan Reynolds is in this and Incredible. it kills it. Kills it. Marijuana? But why? <laughs> That's one of the funniest lines in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then got- there's
1: weird gay stuff with him, too. Yeah, he's attracted Which to cows. He's like, actually pretty funny. Yeah, like, that actually that's, plays that's, off surprisingly well. Yeah. yeah, and then for some reason Harold also would like to get wiped down. It's like yeah, it, I, that, that scene worked to me. A
0: real cake and eat it too thing. I got Christopher uh, also Maloney for you playing, playing at Randy. Home,
1: you can now again circle cake and eat it too.
0: They have Christopher Maloney and heavy makeup as Randy slash freak show, who's amazing in this. I like
1: the one scene where they cut to him head on and his. His fucking necklace. His, neck his was neck like...
0: pus just oozing out of his. Yeah, truly disgusting. Uh, we got the great Fred Willard, Anthony Anderson, Malin Ackerman. That plays Freak Show's wife. She's great. She's in all kinds of stuff. Love her. Good work. Um, and of course, Gary Anthony Williams. Do you remember who, oh, we saw him recently <laughs> in our most recent film? He has oh. lost a lot of weight since 2004.
1: Was he... Uh, He's the imprisoned black man yeah. reading
0: the uh, Civil Disobedience book in prison, who has a great scene.
1: Ugh, he kills it. He really solidifies a lot of the movie for me. Yeah, I think that scene is crucial. But he paid Bebop. That was just for you, Jeff.
0: Opposite Rocksteady. Thank you. In, in uh, Turtles 6, Turtles Out of the Shadows.
1: Let me try it again to not get that pop. It doesn't matter. It's You've already ruined it. Bebop. Oh, that's
0: Jamie Kennedy is the creepy guy in the woods. I didn't realize that. I, who's that? That seems amazing. That
1: seems like really good Jamie yeah. Kennedy,
0: like you know, the the Jamie Kennedy experience is like a sort of like a punked light. Okay. He was in the mask too.
1: So I, I think that's another reason why I didn't watch these is my dad was like very strict about what I could and couldn't watch. We've talked about this a little bit, but like my dad hated, hated drugs and I couldn't watch any stoner comedies. So I didn't really get to see any of these things when I was growing up, and then I really never bothered to go back and watch them later.
0: Well, I think this is quintessential like fucking popcorn movie shit. I mean, like, I, I just think it's a crowd pleaser.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to call this a stoner comedy because they're like, don't, no one's really they they get stoned, but they don't act different. It's not like yeah, they any, do.
0: What are you talking about? And really? the, of the beginning, they're like, oh, I'm so baked. Remember uh, Cal Penn's wearing the I Heart Bush uh, the pussy yeah, of the president. A, a that shirt's fucking that's amazing. That's a good shirt. My girlfriend Allison was like, that's a shirt I want. And I was like, <sighs> I completely.
1: Well, if my girlfriend Amy had been there, she would have been like, that's a shirt I want too.
0: Oh, so you feel comfortable speaking for Amy, putting words in her mouth?
1: Yeah, I am. Wow. Just so I can make sure everyone knows that I still also have a girlfriend. Good hard look in the mirror. I do every morning.
0: And ask, who's this handsome
1: son of a (laughs) bitch? (laughs) (laughs) So um, this movie introduced
0: the idea of trimming my pubes to me as a young person. Really? when I first saw this, I was like, that was not a problem I had.
1: When did you see it?
0: I was like 14 or 15. There's no way I had a pubes. I mean, I had some pubes, but the idea of like... I don't think I was, like, full puban to the degree of, like, trimming my pubes at that
1: point. Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't trim until later. I probably did.
0: Now, was this around the metrosexual era with the, that bizarre chapter uh, of American history? Yeah, I think American it was. History? Yeah, 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 it was. Whereas, like, if, if you, like, wore cologne and, like, had a uh, haircut, people are like, you're gay.
1: Yeah, I think it was 2000, I think I, maybe it was, like, 2005, but that's when I went to the metro. Was that a joke? No, no, that's when I went to the metro, like moved to Boston.
0: Oh, the metropolitan area. Yeah. A young urban heterosexual male with liberal political views, interest in fashion, and a refined sense of taste.
1: That was me. Coined in 1994. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't hear about it until much later. Me neither. Huh. Remember the blogosphere? Oh, God. The blogosphere was great. Yeah.
0: There was the Wild West back then. Anything went.
1: Yeah. Just get a blog. You didn't have
0: to know anything about anything, but if you had a blog, you were king. Or queen. Do you think, or Queen, or Prince? Probably, whatever. I, I would
1: have taken Prince. Sure, okay. Um, the, Prince of the blog, that's me. When's
0: Scorsese going to do like a fucking four hour long movie about the blogosphere? Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a blogger.
1: Was that, <laughs> was that your, uh, your impression of Casey I wasn't Casey leaning Jones? too hard, yeah.
0: True. I want to be a cop. I want to cage people. <laughs> Eric sure. Garner resisted arrest. He deserved to die. Yeah. That's Casey Jones. Thanks, and, uh, Casey. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: You're a cop now, isn't
0: it? But again, let's talk about cops. We just watched this like fascist nightmare film, like another Michael Bay production, just valorizes police with absolutely no consideration for the long documented history of the NYPD's monstrous behavior towards people of all shapes and sizes. But particularly, if you ain't white, watch out—they'll kill you. And in this movie, the entire thing is like cops are racist monsters who are just like savages who just want nothing more than to beat people. Well, yeah. The security guard, the, the, okay, so they're at the smoking weed at Princeton. The cops finds the joint and goes and turns his <laughs> light, his flashlight into a club and goes, I just want to talk.
1: Yeah, some good moments. The yeah. cop moments were all great, like when uh, Kumar calls in a fake like, shooting and they're like, all right, boys, it's shooting. Finally get some action tonight. And they just like all leave the office. Yeah. They try to shoot somebody. It's great. It's and like then they unapologetically. Come back with a black yeah. man who they just ripped out of his home. Right. I was a sleep officer.
0: It's so good. Yeah. I guess again, like I guess the fact that this can be subversive at all at all is like so remarkable. Because like again, I think we live in this like culture of like lockstep fascism now, and it sucks. And the fact that this is in two thousand four, at the height of, you know, I guess a new generation of like really popular frustration with the president, like mm-hmm. I think like obviously Whatever was going on with Clinton didn't really electrify the youth in the way that the Bush era did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like to be Republican. I never have been. I don't care to be. I bleed blue, baby. The Democratic Party is the machine of change. That will revolutionize this nation. We're gonna stick with the normal health insurance, but we'll be more polite to people.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I don't think I was ever a Republican, but I lived in a Republican household. I can tell you all about it.
0: Okay, was so like, was your dad like Clinton's got to burn? Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah, he cared, he cared about abortion. Really? Yeah, we had this thing on our, our fridge that was like the number of people that died in like World War II and then the number of people that died having been killed in the womb. Really? Yeah.
0: That's fucking wild. Yeah. In my house, we like didn't really talk about abortion, but it was always implicit that we were like a pro-choice household. But we weren't like, I don't think it was ever a conversation really.
1: Yeah, we we had it. It's hey, hard. listeners!
0: How do you feel about abortion? Call in. <laughs> it was a hard life I led, you know. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is Ch- Charles is wearing a T-shirt there that shows a, a fetus in utero, and yeah. it's smiling and giving a thumbs up, and it says, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> Jesus loves me.
1: I have three versions of that shirt in different colors.
0: The and one of them the the fetus has sunglasses on.
1: Yeah, it's because I, I haven't grown since middle school, so I can still wear all the shirts that my dad used to get for me. You're pretty tall.
0: Yeah. For a middle schooler. That's true. What does that make Amy?
1: What do you mean? If you're a middle schooler. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm the same size. Oh, like down there? Uh-huh. By your penis? Yeah. We should both I look at th- our
0: penises and high five and go, my <laughs> man.
1: I was going to tell you earlier that uh, because of uh, also, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this episode too. Uh, he didn't teach me how my penis worked when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I'm not circumcised. Uh-huh. So he like never taught me that I should retract the foreskin of my penis, you know, to clean it out. Uh-huh. So I had to go to the doctor when I was uh, a certain age to get my foreskin ripped back because it adhered to itself. One of those painful events of my life.
0: I always knew being a Goyan was horrible, but this is a...
1: Well, if your dad isn't afraid of talking about sex, then right. it's probably fine.
0: Most dads are.
1: Yeah, most dads are My terrified. dad
0: definitely was not comfortable talking about sex. Why? I don't know. It's, it's. I think, generational where, like, yeah. their parents didn't talk to them about sex.
1: Probably. But why is our generation talking about sex? Because we, like,
0: watched traumatizing pornography when we were too young and no one explained no. it to us. Now we're all just, like, broken people seeking the next thrill, whatever it takes.
1: But, yeah, anyway, so I, I had to take a, a medication to help me heal, which promoted... Uh, pubic hair growth that was one of the side effects
0: and you learned like Hal Penn does and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle that it's true well-tended pubic hair does I think complement your wiener
1: oh yeah absolutely I
0: like a turf style like an astroturf style thing yeah, yeah. like, yeah, a, like landing a green strip. No, no, like no no it, no not a landing I like I it a little it's like like, like, a, like, a, like a putting green sure yeah yeah green right like a green
1: no no the color green oh okay I yep. like mine green green like pubic hair a, yeah like a putting green little penis <laughs> I don't right it huh I like my penis green too I don't a green penis huh yeah, whenever anyone asks me what my most painful tattoo is, I'm like... Green penis. In my head, it was like, green penis. it was my penis, but I probably can't tell you that.
0: Wow. Do you call it the green monster because you're from New England?
1: No, I call... I'm very sacred to the Red Sox. I only refer, refer to the wall as the green monster.
0: Okay. And your penis says Big Poppy?
1: No, again, I'm very... Uh, you know, Red Sox, go, go, go nation. Go nation, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I only call Big Poppy, Big Poppy. Right. Boy, he plays for the Yankees now or something? No. Who does he do?
0: David Ortiz is retired. He never plays okay. the fucking
1: Okay, that's fine. He's allowed to quit. Now he's
0: like a crime lord that did make a republic. Or something. That's why he, he got shot. The whole story.
1: He gave him trillium. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he was just like drinking trillium all the time. Yeah, he was. He was. All, he was treated like royalty.
0: I feel like you know, if you're uh, David Ortiz, you know, maybe stick to uh, <laughs> stick to hanging out in Boston. You're going to probably eat and drink pretty well.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm loyal to the team. Uh, I call the Green Wall the Green Wall. I call Big Poppy Big Poppy. I call my. Penis. Farmer Brown.
0: Hey, this will appeal to you because you're, you know, a like Boston. this. You're a yeah. Boston guy. Uh, Cal Penn was a vegetarian, probably still is, and his his white castle at the end were veggie burgers. What? Look at you, the smile on your face. That's so nice. Now, what did we do after seeing Harold uh, We had a great we trip. We did a very smart Great day. trip. We so sure did.
1: We, uh, you guys got a little high. I didn't because I'm hardcore straight edge or whatever. i like
0: puff i helped puff on a joint did you inhale
1: I yeah I, I inhaled a little you want bit, to waste but, it
0: well i think it's it's rude to waste a, a proffered joint you agree yeah but no um yeah uh my girlfriend uh she's been exploring the realm of more cbd heavy marijuana to alleviate chronic pain from chronic illness and it's been kind of a fun trip to like find like very mild body oriented
1: high all the time though.
0: She's stumbling high she's in the morning, <laughs> rolls out of bed, rips a fat, milky bong rip.
1: She rolls out of bed onto the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <fum>
0: Crawls to her bong. Yep. No, she's an extremely responsible person <laughs> who indi- indulges in a responsible manner. She does. And uh, yes, but no, so we were, she uh, was like, I know, I spoke with marijuana jointly, watched the marijuana movie, and it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we got, we got Burgo sandwiches. We got hamburger sandwich.
1: Yeah, guess what they were?
0: They were base. beyond. They were beyond burgers. They beyond burgers. We are one not and sponsored by Beyond Burger, but Beyond Burger, come on down, step right up. Be the first.
1: We will take a,
0: such a small amount of money.
1: <laughs> we You'll be
0: astonished. Don't $7. say that.
1: No, f- shut up. How much do you think people get for sponsorships? Yeah, uh,
0: more than seven dollars or whatever you just said. <laughs> seven dollars. You sick fuck.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we I, we I forced Josh to get a Beyond Burger.
0: You didn't force me. I, I, I just thought about it and I was like, you know what? You're right. Charles,
1: you're right. And then what did you say when you're eating it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so because that could have meant anything, I took that as Charles, you're right. We don't need to kill the animals to make a food. We don't need to ruin the earth and the sky to make a food. You done? You yeah, done? For that? now, for now. In her, 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 her. So yeah, I want to ask you a question. I got an answer for you. I want to ask you I, I, I don't want to make you awkward. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I don't want to make you mad. Yeah, okay, but one other thing that I noticed for a movie that I found to be particularly uh thoughtful about race and like pointing out uh race problems. And I can see where this is going.: Yeah,
0: I can see where this is going real fast. All right, great.
1: Uh, black and the Asian experience with cops.: Buckle up. There were two scenes where they like made fun of Mexican culture. And I want to I want to ask you about that. Why do you think they threw that in the movie?
0: Wait, what are you talking about?
1: So there's that scene where he's like, he, okay, he's in love with Maria. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's like fantasizing about being with her, and he dresses up as Zorro, and she dresses up as a Mexican woman.
0: I don't. I mean, I think that's not great. I think it's more like it's. I think the joke is that in his lazy stoned state, what he that's what he goes to. when He thinks about Mexican culture. Yeah. I think it's more about him being like a, a stone doofus than like trying to. Make fun. Of I know. Mexicans.
1: That's why it's weird. Is like I, you can sort of see the way they use some of this humor is. It is making fun of people that think that way, but then it's just like some like the way that the other example was Kumar. Like when he, I forgot the exact word that he uses, but he like oh but whatever that word is. Don't use. It no, no, no. It's a, it's a normal word, but he just puts on a very thick Mexican American accent when uh-huh. saying a word when he's talking about Maria. And I was like, uh, totally did not need to be in the movie. It doesn't I do I don't anything. know if that
0: adds up to the most, like, appalling. I no, think the fact like, that he's not attracted to a white woman in and of itself is, like, a huge improvement over that entire generation of Yeah, public.
1: that's what I'm and, saying. For, so for a movie that was, like, really thoughtful about a lot of things, it still was a product of this time where just, like.
0: I, don't, I think that's on par for the kind of racial humor in the
1: movie. You think so?
0: I do. I mean, the, the, the whole punchline to the black character being imprisoned unjustly is that he has a huge penis. And that gives him solace in times of, you know. That's like, I don't know if that's the most woke joke, but it's funny because it's a movie that like, is in many ways about race and like yeah, plays into some of those things.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's it's just like... It's Plus, a- it was written by two
0: Jews who can't be racist.
1: That, really? It's science. Science? Jews
0: can't be racist. Trust me, I'm Jewish. I haven't been racist a day in my life. Wow. Everett, my shul, agrees. I'm not racist.
1: That's nice to have a shul. Take that
0: to the bank owned by us. What
1: was, that? was that a little...
0: Well, no. what? A little joke? A
1: little joke? It's no joke. We on
0: the banks, buddy. <laughs> George Soros Sorry. pays me to do this. Wait, you get paid? Yeah, George Soros the pays fuck? me. The fuck? I'm a Soros funded podcaster. God damn it. I know. But right?
1: just your half? Just my half.
0: Yeah, you don't get anything. Fuck. I don't know. Go to the. What? You're your, your, uh, your French?
1: Right. What am I going to get?
0: I don't know. Croissant money? Nothing. A little baguette tax?
1: French suck, man. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, the French is bad Yeah, it's, bad uh, the place. French is bad. I know, France is I see, like, you
0: know who we like? Vincent Gallo and Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Uh, when I like, tell anyone that France, I'm yeah. French,
1: I have dual citizenship, I'm like, why are you still living in the United States? Like, France sucks. Yeah. France is as bad.
0: Yeah, well, I think the classic white liberal thing is like, white socialism in Europe is amazing. It's like, right, it's also like a brutally racist system. Oh my God. Like, if you, if you don't know, like, look up how Arabs are treated in France. Like then get work then you can do Jews people like you know Africans like break it down that like it's extraordinarily awful yeah it's like a, a, a truly a like race based caste system in France that like again like Michael Moore's like everyone in Italy gets eight weeks of paid vacation yeah if you're white you know it, it's really it's very it's very ugly yeah, Europe European had a lot of problems your,
1: European culture is bad so that's why I'm not in France first of all I don't speak French sure and I think uh, as bad as our culture is. It's the same. It's worse. It's uh, whatever. Who gives a shit? Everything's bad. Everything run by fucking rich people is bad.
0: It's not good. That's why we need a democratic socialist with a large base of support from working people who can offer universal things to the universal people in this country who pay universal taxes to our system. End the endless wars. Not Trump style, which is sort of like very confusing and erratic and bad.
1: Yeah. Like letting the Kurds be slaughtered. He ends wars the way he drinks water. Wait, did you see that video? Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like a bird. Right. The way a bird moves. And he holds
0: both hands and shit. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's how he has wars. It's a trash country we Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everything is. Everything is. They're all trash countries. Yeah. It's not
0: great. It's a bad time.
1: But you know what was a bad time? 2004.
0: No, God. Again, things were great then. Bush was... Uh, we had barely killed a few million Iraqis at that oh, point. We were just God. working on those numbers.
1: Oh, oh the numbers.
0: Everyone's like, "We'll get out of this. It'll be great. We'll have done a good job."
1: Yeah, mission
0: accomplished. Uh,
1: chomp, chomp, chomp. A munch, munch.
0: Um, I Pastor think that's Karras... cool.
1: I think that is true. That 2004 was an era that supposedly, like, it was only three years after the Great Towers fell.
0: Well, I think at that time so, the, the evil point... the evil of W was like the classic sort of like archetypal right wing imperialist kind of villain that like was very easy to line up a sort of like cogent argument against and be like you know, this guy represents supply-side economics and the kind of, like, you know, 20th century international subterfuge that undermines democracies around the world and, and, you know, shuts down leftist movements and contributes to a culture of chaos abroad. And and the kind of, like, insanity we face now is so much harder to, like, confront because it's so widespread and erratic and chaotic and nuts internally now. Yeah. So in a way, that, that same kind of, like, the same kind of like erratic disruptions that like you know shattered life in Central and South America through the CIA throughout like the 20th century. Now that same like doubting your institutions, you know, calling for an overhaul of a system that seems unfixable. Like it's all come home to roost, and it hasn't you know fully melted down. But it just feels like inevitably. How could this not?
1: Yeah, but I think that's why this movie really was doing something was that enough time had passed for the like every like everyone wanted to go to war back when it first happened, and now we're like, wait, this sucks, and this country sucks and look at all this bad shit and this movie was like ready to tackle some race problems in america and i think at the end correct me if i'm wrong but the the guy who was in jail who was also bebop he you know, like the way he pronounced bebop at that time
0: you, you 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 took the 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 op out of it Shut.
1: how do you do it bebop? you you, know,
0: you did great i'm saying you did a good job you got the, you know usually so i've been trying to train charles much like a dog or a bird to not do some things a like bird. make the like make your bees and peas pop so hard in the mic
1: yeah i used to have a uh, mic guard Right, you slapped that out of my hand one day. It's like only babies use those. Right, only baby journalists.
0: You're an adult man now.
1: Yeah, you're only You look. you are never be a journalist, though.
0: Never be a journalist.
1: It's no, too I'm much saying, fun. I will never be.
0: You wouldn't be a good journalist.
1: No, I'm it's lazy not in your and blood. Motivated.
0: Me, award-winning journalist. You, dog shit, at journalism.
1: Yeah. Dog shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. wouldn't be good at it.
1: i do not know. Say it again.
0: You'd be dog shit
1: at it. I know. I understand.
0: You'd be a garbage fool, a trash man. You would be the creepy guy at the bush, Jimmy Kennedy style.
1: Crazy. God, that seems amazing. Yeah. So,
0: this came out the same year as Anchorman. Huh. So, this is really at this dawn, I think, of this of like a, a pretty golden era of CD comedies. I hate comedies. Anchorman.
1: I think it I've has some of my favorite jokes twice. ever. Yeah, it's it probably does. I could not get through it.
0: I mean, the second one is legit like another classic, like rancid diarrhea to the eyes so i mean like i'll take the first one i think the first yeah. one i like even more knowing how precious you, it is
1: you mentioned when the cop that made them like the main cop character showed up you're like oh they could have got will ferrell for this he role. looks eerily like will ferrell. he does but i'm like i'm so glad they didn't because i don't think will ferrell was actually a good comedian in 2004 and i know i'm the only person he in america obviously was i do not think he's a funny person i think he's much funnier now than he was then
0: i mean let me ask you this eastbound and down have you seen that
1: no, I've seen a few episodes. His
0: performance in that is transcendent because he's doing yeah. an 11, even for him, and it's magical.
1: I don't like him at a six, so... Well, you're going to love the 11. You think so? I think so. I like him at like a zero. Really dead? <laughs> dead. Dead Will Fair. Sleep. Sleep or dead? Sleep slash dead.
0: Sleep slash dead. Okay,
1: so... But I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the black character who is arrested and says, you know what, just the world write itself... I'm um, just don't do anything at the end. He, he like actually steps up and confronts people and sues people. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, It's great. Yeah. So it's like, that's the whole message that Kumar has been, or sorry, Harold's been living his whole life is to just sit back and do nothing. And then he and everyone realizes, no, you got to fucking do something about this shit. Yeah. You got to fucking tell your boss, your stupid, they're not even his bosses, his stupid coworkers to fuck off. You go, you know, make out with someone without really talking about it in an elevator.
0: She was looking back at him in the hallway earlier. They she make was. it clear that there's some yeah. Sort that's of... another
1: thing I didn't really like about this movie. Oh, this she's a very this, disposable character. This is a bro, bro movie. Master. It's a movie written by men. Yeah, but women characters are not great. If
0: we can acknowledge this exists in a paradigm sure. of like broed out stoner comedies. If that's the baseline that we can expect, like homophobia and sexism, which was, again, at that time and still to this day, extraordinarily commonplace, yeah. that's not remarkable. What is remarkable are the, the parts of it that have, like, so, again, I think aged shockingly well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. So I, again, I'm,
0: I'm not excusing any of that. I'm just saying yeah. when there's remarkable things about an otherwise commonplace thing, that's interesting. Like The story yeah. is not like, oh, another bro comedy. The story is, this is a bro comedy where white people are the villain the entire time. Yeah. And that's, like, amazing that, that it, for that era, and again, it's 2019, we just talked about this, you know, I don't think there's any movie that tries to flirt with being a mainstream comedy and also be this, like, explicit about race and d- d- the white demon the entire time.
1: Yeah. We'd have to think about it. I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, let's not think. No. So let me ask you this. You know, we're, we're working our way through the episode here, and may I say, what an episode it is. We're not doing the fucking hurdles anymore. I feel like a thousand pounds are oh. my goddamn shell, back, back shell, back shell, back shell, back, back. You okay. He Here is the um, Yeah. So, uh, are you asking after installment number one of Harold and Kumar? It's a trilogy. We know that it's a definite ending. We,
1: of we know, we all of these have a definite ending. No, 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 no.
0: That just shut this fucking. We they might reboot the Michael Bay turtle. So I'm just saying some okay, of these things might have a, I'm a just dangling. Saying that's
1: not the, the point of the question. When will it end? Is not we know it's going to end. What do you think? It's like,
0: maybe, no, maybe I'm saying we, we just did these long ass fucking
1: series. Sure. sure right. Sure. We There's know okay, only three. This is a so it's
0: very different. Like for example, going into turtles, you know, if I knew how bad that would get,
1: you might have changed I, I, your one. So
0: knowing this is part one of a three part saga, how well, are you feeling? You ask him when will it end? no, yeah. Hell yeah, me neither. They're going to go to Amsterdam for sure. You think so? So Harold admits his feelings for Maria, his next door neighbor down the hall.
1: Yeah, it she really. Says, that the more you he, talk about it, I hate that. I'm going
0: to Amsterdam. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll see you in 10 days. And Cal's like, bro, hot chicken Europe? Should we be beating off ding dongs all day? We got to go to Europe.
1: Yeah. You know what's legal there? Cha-ching. That was the thing. Marijuana. It's, it's weird for Harold to
0: smoke like a cigarette.
1: He never seems to, like, he's so uptight. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to, like, care about getting high until the end of this movie when he has to get Lord to go to Amsterdam. It's like, that's what I was sort of saying earlier, was, like, for a stoner movie, they rarely are high, and one of them doesn't even seem to give a shit about getting high. Yeah. It's funny, like, when I, because I didn't watch these as a kid, I always assumed, like, stoner comedies are just, like, people getting high all the time. And just, like... I mean, certainly compared to like a half-baked
0: or a how-high or whatever, this is not quite as stoned out in that regard. But I will remind you the climax of the film, they smoke up a cheetah who then races them to a white castle. That's true. So, I mean, like, there's... But I guess what I'm saying,
1: they just don't act different. They really don't. They are the same person the entire time. I I guess they're
0: kind of high for most of the movie, though.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe I I just forgot that they were high because they just seemed like they were not high.
0: Well, they have a mega-bakeout sash early in the film.
1: Yeah, I remember that. You, you You brought that up last time I brought this up. Yeah. The major, the major baker. baker they got session.
0: baked out pretty good. Smoking J's and ripping yeah. bongs.
1: Watching that Marijuana Kills commercial. I remember those commercials. So then. That was a fake one though, right? That was a fake one, which I yeah. still think is was extremely funny. Was that a fake funny. commercial for White Castle? Did they make that too? That's definitely a fake commercial. That's a Castle. great fake very commercial good. to White Castle. But no, I mean, uh,
0: the Marijuana Kills commercials, Those I remember the one that they're making fun of where a kid like, comes in a gun cabinet and it's implied that he kills his friend because they like, got high. Cool. Yeah.
1: I wish you'd kill me while you are high.
0: Is that how you want to go
1: with your dad's guns?
0: Yeah, Fred Landy's big gun guy.
1: Oh yeah, he showed him to me.
0: What kind of guns is my dad? I've never seen him. He says, "When you're a big boy, like Charles,
1: I know Charles every, is a big boy. You a little boy." Every time we go down there, he's like,
0: "I'm kind of doing Al Pacino from his last couple
1: movies." Josh, I'm is talking like this. Still a little boy, but Charles, you're a big boy. Let me show you the guns.
0: You're a big boy, Josh.
1: You're a little boy. You know, he's got you're a little name. boy, Josh. You're a little boy. He's got a Smith and Wesson.
0: I can't. You gotta see the Irishman, man? He's got a Colt. Jimmy Hoffa in that movie. Ooh. He's got an AK-47. There's guns in The Irishman. He's got an Uzi. You got an Uzi? Mac-10?
1: Yeah.
0: Fucking, <laughs> uh... I'm, oh, gosh, I gotta show you this. I'm playing it, that new browser game I'm playing that I'm oh, obsessed Oh, yeah, you with. never showed me. You told yeah, me you all kinds show of me. all kinds of guns in it. All yeah. kinds of guns in it. Oh, guns are so cool.
1: Yeah. Uh What's that? You know that Godspeed song where it starts off with the uh, the guy talking about all the guns he owns? Uh Honestly, no. Okay, it's really good. You know
0: that one song? kind of... Jeremy Spoken it's uh, Jeremy by Pearl Jam. No. Jeremy's broken.
1: Uh, so no, I'm not asking when will it end. In fact, I'm. Uh, n- I don't think I like them as much as you do. I'd probably give it a. Uh, uh, that. What the but fuck is that? It's a, whatever. Look, this is m- so. Ah. Look, dude, don't get mad. I'm not. Mad. I'm not judging you. I'm saying you shouldn't love not, it. I don't care about that. I'm just saying
0: like. This is distinct from that era. And yes. obviously, it, you're an ignorant buffoon when it comes to this whole universe that we're talking about. Right. But I would say in, in my pantheon of stoner comedies of the early aughts, this is probably second only to, you know, Dude, Where's My Car? Which is a magical wow. film. Wow,
1: I have to watch that.
0: It's honestly, and like, you, there's some stuff that you need to wade through in that film, no question. But like, the, the good parts are delightful.
1: But here's So here's the thing, I think, uh, yeah, i give it a little higher than a but uh, because there is the scene the pissing scene was hilarious uh, Ryan Reynolds is probably my favorite performance in the entire movie I know you don't really like Ryan Reynolds but this is like the perfect dose for you this is the exact amount of Ryan Reynolds that you would want
0: Ryan Reynolds shows up as a doctor in the movie and wipes Cal Penn's brow after complete surgery in the dying man this is a tribute to the scene of Van Wilder while Cal Penn wipes Ryan Reynolds' brow during the infamous baked goods scene we all remember the infamous Van Wilder baked goods scene I've never scene. seen Van Wilder I have not seen it in 15 years
1: um, but yeah, that was a that oh, was so that was a reference. Really, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I like it a little less though. So
0: two years t- in 2002, Reynolds played uh, Van Wilder. That was
1: his breakout role, right?
0: It was, and yeah. Cal Penn plays one of the main roles in it. Um, but yeah, I'm a Reynolds, uh, sort of a bad boy of comedy in the early aughts. Because in Van Wilder, he plays a oh, how do I say it? A roustabout. What's that mean? He doesn't want to graduate college because he's living the eternal party.
1: Oh. it's
0: all naked breasts, beer in solo cups. And pranks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun.
0: It was only 2002, but we could still dream of a better time.
1: What's, what do you think the unrated DVD cover for that one was?
0: Uh, probably like a gaping asshole with unrated right over it. <laughs> Who's asshole? Honestly? Ryan's? Probably.
1: Yeah. You know he loves to gape. I
0: bet his butthole has a wry grin. Like his butthole like knows it's a butthole. It's like kind of having fun with it. All right. All right. Come He's on. He's having fun with it. All right. Come on. Everyone like, does that. A Deadpool's butthole.
1: great. It's really not. It's great. It's it's really great. It doesn't matter that he knows he's in a fucking movie. It's really
0: not. So, what do you think about Neil Patrick Harris? In this a, a a classic of the of the era. Great
1: question. I forgot about that because I don't. It did not make any effect on me at all, and I was I was expecting a lot more.
0: I think he's fantastic in it. I like that he's just like a fucking drug out lunatic and is an asshole. I think it's funny. I think it's funny at the times that he was playing like a wash up at the time. And now, fifteen years later, he's like back on top of the media world. He like really has had this roller coaster career: child star, yeah. punchline, back to like one of the biggest actors in TV and Hollywood. So was he not well, doing TV, very well
1: in this when this came out? Here, I like, think
0: in the early aughts, he certainly was nowhere near. This is pre bing Bang Theory. No, sorry, not, not Big Bang Theory. <sighs> wow, I Bazinga, or Bazinga? Yeah, we all loved Bazinga.
1: Uh, but for me, it was fine. I I, I thought it was going to be funnier. I thought it was going to be more. Uh, it, honestly he was probably the my least I, don't, I like the extreme guys more than i like neil patrick harris
0: they were great i remember that was being i remember the, uh extreme punk guy number two when he yeah. calls him
1: that that's so fucking funny that's yeah, good that's a good joke do
0: you like it when he's like here here's uh here's uh harold's stand in do whatever you want with him earlier in the movie
1: yeah that was funny hey I those like guys it. look like us that, that, that's so good that, that joke in good. Newark
0: I worked in Newark Newark is actually pretty intense after night I'm sure it was a lot worse 15 years ago yeah but that was a good joke uh, I love that uh, I just think the, the, this movie is well directed the shots are good there's visual punch lines that work Yeah. yeah. it's just I'm just saying like for, for the weight it's punching at I think it's like a fucking classic
1: sure I'll give you that thank you I'll give it that's to all
0: you. I need baby that's all, right. all I need but I'm, I'm very
1: actually I'm very excited for two and then three because I think Uh, I think as the years go on, I think these movies are just going to get better.
0: Well, that's the thing. You know, as far as I understand it, this next film, uh, Guantanamo Bay.
1: Can I tell you all I understand about it? Sure. So they escape from Guantanamo Bay. That
0: is, I'm sure the premise of it, they they, they go to Amsterdam. And so we're going to like leap back in almost immediately after the event of this I movie. I love it. Which I love.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And again, I love this movie. I saw it a million times growing up. I've never seen the sequel, so I'm actually thrilled about this. Oh, this is
1: fun. So you we haven't seen these?
0: It feels like we're just out of prison with after the Turtles series, honestly. Yeah, uh,
1: anything. Can I? Uh, when I was working at the Coolidge, I, w- I really wanted to do a midnight series. The
0: Coolidge Corner, a movie theater in Jamaica Plains, Boston, New York, America.
1: I actually had come up with eight movies about men who have lost their cars. Okay. And I can't remember them all right now, which is too bad. But this was uh, Dude, Where's My Car, The Rover, and John Wick all would have been a part of the series. I'm trying to think of the other ones.
0: Oh, they have a list of uh, the alternate versions from the unrated DVD right here on IMDb.
1: What do you mean? Maybe yeah. you asked specifically
0: what the differences are between the rated and unrated. The boob flashing at the party I that is it. in the unrated. I knew it. Um, after the kayak stunt, the guys talk a little longer on how extreme the stunt was.
1: I'm so glad that was left in <laughs> And
0: there. one picks up a bag of Doritos Extreme Cheddar and eats it. <laughs> By the way, I fucking missed that. I would love to eat that.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that... Why did that get cut? That's a great little... Uh, that's a great bit.
0: Cindy Kim kissing uh, Goldstein at Hot Dog Heaven is only in the unrated version. Huh. Interesting. Weird. Why'd they get...
1: That seems very important. Could
0: just be some simple trimming for time considering I know, but like,
1: those were... like. I mean, maybe the Extreme Cheddar bag wasn't... Huge, but I think that's a big part of the plot. I oh, the to...
0: bag wasn't huge? It was pretty big, Charles.
1: But I'm saying, I think the kiss, the kiss is big.
0: Hey, that, that, this is an 88-minute jammer, not even <sighs> a tight 90. 90.
1: That's a tight It's 90. in
0: the realm. Yeah, whatever, give or take.
1: But uh, what I'm saying is like, the kiss is huge, because that's like...
0: He's seeing everything he doesn't have. Exactly. He's yeah, seeing yeah, a
1: meal big. and a girlfriend that he gave up to go to White Castle, and he's now having doubts. You
0: like the shitting scene where they shit, oh, the hot girls shit? Uh no I thought it was funny that they make it like a game where they're competing because in a lot of movies the joke is like oh they're hot girls pooping that's so gross but in this they're yeah, like, they really, brought really it. into it like it's really like like they're competing to be as depraved as possible while shitting which I think is a fun twist
1: yeah no it was, it was I think the best version of that joke because if you don't... think
0: the joke they do a similar joke in uh, Not another teen movie
1: I've never seen that either which I think is
0: an underrated classic
1: really yeah so right. that's
0: another movie where, where boys are hiding in a bathroom watching girls shit yeah. joke yeah in the early offs this was the height of comedy. And the women are wearing Argyle sweaters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and they're British for some reason.
0: And everyone's like, has Radiohead ended their golden era? Is the run over? Spoiler.
1: No, never ended.
0: Someone say yes. What?
1: Someone say yes. What fuck are you talking about? Someone say yes. What the fuck are you talking about? They someone, just keep getting better yes. and better.
0: But some would say yes.
1: Who, who? You? I don't know. Radiohead has gotten better and better and better and better and better. They've gotten
0: veteran, and veteran. and Vetter.
1: Spoken
0: Night. Eddie Vetter from Pearl Jam.
1: Got anything else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, buckle up, because in our next episode, <laughs> Josh and Charles escape from Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. The 2008 classic, one hour, 44 minutes, baby. Fuck,
1: a little too big. We're
0: jamming.